What is up, everybody? Chris Hollifield here. I want to give you a nice, warm welcome to a brand new episode of the I Am Salt Lake podcast. Hey, our website, IamSaltLake.com. This is where you can go and listen to the entire catalog of back episodes of the podcast. All 500 plus episodes are right there on the website. Go listen to them. Go check them out. Hey, is this your first time listening to the podcast and now you're wondering, what am I about to get into? What am I about to listen to? Well, this podcast is all about showcasing awesome people right here in Salt Lake City, Utah. We're talking to musicians, authors, business owners, restaurant owners, breweries, distilleries, food truck owners, really anyone that might have a cool story to share. Really quick, before we get into this episode, I want to let you guys know that I'm a licensed real estate agent here in the state of Utah. I'm based out of Keller Williams. I'm on the Be Heard team. I'm loving it, and I would love to help you guys by giving you a free market analysis of your home. Really simple, really easy, no strings attached. Just reach out to me, get in touch, shoot me a text, give me a call, 801-244-2908. And I'll give you a free market analysis of your home. Maybe you're curious what kind of equity you've built on it over the last couple of years. Well, I'd love to help you out on that. Again, uh, my phone number is 801-244-2908. Get in touch. I'd love to chat with you. And on that note, let's get into this conversation on uh, I Am Salt Lake podcast. This is a good one, you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy. I want to start right off with your yoga studio that you you have going on in the, in the classes that you're doing. Can you um, tell us a little bit about that and, and how long you've been doing yoga? Yeah. So I started a virtual yoga studio in the wake of the pandemic. Okay. Before that, I was teaching weekly meditation down at Natural Law Apothecary. That was kind of my first yoga home um, in downtown. And I was also an instructor at Snowbird at the Cliff Spa, which was just like a dream come true. And I had this private group of students in Foothill. Every summer they would hire me to come to their tennis court and teach them. And we kept it going through the pandemic and we we would like take up the whole tennis court and spread out and... It was really, really fun to just kind of keep going on as regular with each other. And these ladies were incredible. We kept on practicing outside into October. And I was freezing while I was teaching. And these ladies were just like doing great. And there was one day where I was like, ladies... I don't want to teach outside anymore. It's going to start snowing soon. We have to start talking about what we're going to do for the winter. And they didn't want to rent a space inside. You know, things were still not super safe. And I honestly thought that it was like the lamest idea ever. But I said we could we could get together on Zoom and we could just try it out and see how it goes. And half of the ladies were totally into it. Half of the ladies I have not seen since. (laughs) And we did it on Zoom and we loved it. Like we were like, this is so nice. We don't drive anywhere. We just roll out of bed, go into your living room. And, and there we are. And I got, I started getting so excited that, you know, I, I had lost all my teaching gigs. I, I really didn't have much of a job. And like my highlight of my week was these two days a week getting on zoom to teach these ladies. And so I just started inviting more and more people and it started growing and growing. And then I realized that I needed some sort of like website to kind of 
hold space for a membership. Like you needed to scale somehow. Exactly. I was like, I've got to make this more than just twice a week on Zoom. And so I kind of just started doing some research on kind of like what kind of website I could use. And I built a membership site and it's so cool. So now we still do our Tuesday, Thursday classes. I record them. I post them to the website directly afterwards. So I have students in Hawaii. I have students in the UK who just get on and watch the replays. And then I can make guided meditations and I can make yin yoga classes and I can make special. I've done like 20 minute, 30 minute classes. So now they can go into the website and they can have like a library of like on demand classes and the replays. I have six months worth of replay classes now. So you can go catch up to where my students are. You can comment, you can share, you can like. It's kind of like a little social virtual yoga studio. And it's been one of the biggest gifts that the pandemic gave me among so many other gifts. I love that because like you, you built something right at the time where we needed that human connection and it was the hardest to get. Mm -hmm. And there are like things like yoga videos, you could go to YouTube and everything, but I love hearing that you, you know, you really kept the piece of that, that Mm. keeps it the human part of yoga, like the energy sharing intact. Exactly. And that's kind of one of my like marketing points is like that YouTube yoga teacher doesn't know who they, who you are. They don't care about you. They're not checking in on you. They're teaching you poses. Exactly. But that's not yoga. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're not seeing you and like where you're at at your level. And my favorite thing is that, you know, I had a student the other day who can never make the lives because she's in a different time zone. And she was like, I'm really having problems with this pose and, and this. And I was like, okay, tomorrow's class is all for you. And I got to teach kind of a whole sequence. I was like, yo, Emma, when you see this replay, like this is for you. And I'm like, so connected to them. Tell me what you're struggling with. Tell me what you need. We can email, we can talk on the phone. We can go out to coffee if you want to. And I feel like I get to be a yoga teacher too all of these people around the world and, and create this community. And some of them are kind of connecting and becoming friends online. And it, yeah, it really has been the hugest blessing. So to get access to the replay videos, you have to be a member. Yep. You have to be in the membership. That's awesome. So, I mean, you get a membership and I mean, you got content galore Yeah, yeah. to just take advantage of all of that. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, it really is. And it sounds like, I mean, the coolest part is that you have all that content and People know you, so they know that they're coming for that content, but also the connection with you. Like, Mm -hmm. it's not just a lot of random content. So is there different levels, like beginner, intermediate, or advanced, or is it just kind of all just... I teach all levels. Okay. And I think that's the blessing of teaching at Snowbird for so long, is that when you teach at a hotel, you get a group of new students every day. Some of them, it's their first yoga class they've ever been to. Some of them are like, I've been practicing my whole life. Give me a good practice. And you survey the room and you're like, okay, I'm going to teach to the beginner in the room and I'm going to make sure the advanced person in the room feels seen and taken care of. And I'm at a little point where I like I know where my students are and I know what they need. But say that you just joined a membership. I've got a beginner yoga class for you to try on to kind of get you into the flow of how I teach. And then you can kind of go back and start building up because we have been building up over the last six months, getting stronger. And, you know, I like to push them, but I always like option one for beginners, option three for my girls who really want to push it. You know, I shouldn't say girls. There's plenty of boys in my membership, too. Well, no. And I was going to actually ask that because so here's the thing. Yeah, I've all and I've said this before. I've said this probably for as long as I've known Chrissy, 
I've always wanted to learn yoga. It yeah. seems like something that I could really benefit from and I hear nothing but good about it, but mm -hmm. I'm very intimidated because I don't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything, you know, and so I've always been nervous to take a class because I don't want to go and make a fool of myself, mm -hmm. look silly. You know how it is. You've self classes are really challenging and because so, you're always going to compare yourself to everybody. So it yeah, sounds like, exactly. I mean, this might be a good way for me to start. Oh, then, I think right? that you would love like, it. Because I could do it in the privacy of my house. Yeah. Nobody's going to laugh at me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You can, I had a, I had one of my students say, man, that was really tough the other day. And I kind of just stopped and sat and watched you for a few minutes. Yeah. And then I got back on. And I'm like, I love that you could do that because you didn't feel that pressure of being around people. And yeah. even me, like I'm very confident in my yoga practice, but the second I walk into a studio, my ego flares and I'm like, oh, that girl's really good. Oh, he's really strong. I want to look like that. And then I start like messing with my own practice because of what I'm seeing around me. Like you start overthinking everything. Exactly. I, you know, I love that you said that because I kind of got scared away. Like I tried to get into yoga for a while and I had one class where I just couldn't do it. It was like a headstand thing that no, no, I'm not and very Everybody laughed at you, right? Chrissy? No, no, but I was no, exactly. like, trying nobody it. did, but I, we always I, are no, afraid no, no, of no. that. But wait, let me ask for a story. I, <laughs> I, I was like, Oh, I can't. And I started shaking my head and I got called out by the teacher in front of the whole class. Oh. And he's like, stop shaking your head, do it, do it now. And he See, just, kept, and that's so why everybody I was know. like, what do you, and that's why I'm like, mm -mm. I don't know if I want to no. go back anymore. Oh you yeah. Know. I would never do that. And I, and wait, was this a headstand situation? Or was yeah, it, was like a, it was like a, you know, when you put your forearms, like forearms down stand? and then mm -hmm. you try to like get up and, and stand yeah. upside down on your forearms. I don't even, oh. and, but I remember just thinking this is too hard. I can't do it. And, yeah. and they got mad at you for that. I just, well, not mad. Um, I think he was trying to inspire me. Yeah. You know, he was the type of person who that would probably motivate him. Yeah, some people it don't know how to inspire motivate me. other people. I mean, right. if you're going to go upside down, you do that on your own time. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> you don't know the fluids in my head exactly. and how they're like, making me spin. <laughs> sometimes people go upside down and they're like, I, I had a friend in college who would watch me do handstands and she was like, I want to try that. And I still laugh when I think about it because she just dove into the wall oh. and like crashed. And I was like, in that moment, I wasn't a teacher yet, but I knew I would be someday. I was like, I will never make someone go upside down until they're ready. And I know a lot of my students, like they can do all the things, but the second they go upside down, something in their body freaks out. And so we want to ease in. We don't want to push anyone into anything. Well, especially the whole balancing of it mm -hmm. is like, especially for a lot of people who are pushing themselves because we have a hard time being balanced, like on all fours, even like in the safest position possible, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's very like, oh my gosh, can I trust myself to do mm -hmm. this? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. That's my rant anyway. So how long are your class? About 30 minutes or, or how long is they're it? They're one hour. Oh, one hour. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty, and, and you said they're twice a week, right? Yep. What, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Okay. We, we were doing 7am for the last year because I thought everyone wanted to get up at 7 a.m. and do yoga. And actually, one of my students, she's the best because she gives me such honest feedback. One, she said, an hour is a really long time for me. Can you make 20-minute, 30-minute videos? So I did that. They're in there. And everyone loves them. And I'm having so much fun. Like, okay, I'm going to make a 15-minute video yeah. next, you know? And then that same student, she said, I really don't like getting up that early. Would you be willing to change the time? And when she asked me that, I was like, 
damn, you're bold, like, to wow. ask me that. You're like, wow. And then I just kind of kept bringing it up with my other students, and they all kept going, I'd really like that. And I was like, does everyone want to start later? <laughs> and everyone's like, mm-hmm. Like a Twilight Zone moment. <laughs> like, And then your memberships just went out the roof, right? No, there's it, it, more like people like, no, I want to come. So now we do 7.45 okay. instead of oh, 7. Oh, man, I was like, you do it at 10, I'm in. <laughs> but exactly. That's, I'm have on you the thought about, side. Have you thought about doing multiple times a day, or is that not really I've, in your time I've schedule? I've thought about it, but that is the whole idea of when you wake up, you can, you can yeah. turn on the replay. Sure. But I do love, you know, there's other parts of my business where I'm offering live in-person virtual experiences. So um, that's just kind of a little part of it. All right. We're going to take just a minute now and tell you about one of our awesome sponsors. I love talking about these guys. These guys have uh, been sponsors of this podcast for actually quite a while. The Salt Lake Barber Company, if you're in need of a haircut, Head on over to 10 East, 800 South. Uh, They offer haircuts, beard trims, straight razor shaves. They are a true community barbershop. They focus on providing the best work environment possible and allowing barbers to always provide the highest quality experience while in the chair. Listen, they do take walk-ins if they're available, but do as I do. Head on over to saltlakebarberco.com. You can get a guaranteed appointment. It's really easy to set up. You just select the services that you want. Maybe you want a haircut. Maybe you want a straight razor shave. Head on over to saltlakebarberco.com. Punch all that in. You get a guaranteed appointment. You're supporting an awesome local barbershop. I've been going over to Isaac over here for, gosh, five or six years now. He always makes me look top notch. Saltlakebarberco.com is their website where you can schedule your appointment. And many thanks to the Salt Lake Barber Company for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Let's get into some other parts of your business. I mean, your meditation mastery, which when you reached out to me, you mentioned meditation. I've really gotten into meditation over this last... Gosh, it's been a minute, really. It's been uh, quite a while, and it's yeah. really helped. Yeah, well, you've noticed, I yeah. guess. Huge uh, yeah. difference. Yeah, she's always like, do you want to go meditate for a little while? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, whenever I get like a little... It's like the safe word now. Cool. Yeah. Maybe you should go you meditate. To, oh, oh. Yeah. And, so, what have you noticed just, in him that's changed? I'm curious. I'm calmer. I feel calmer, I think. Yeah, calmer. And, um, so, like, uh, you can slow down a little bit and, and take a moment to assess things. You're very fast-paced your brain works very fast. Yeah. So it's kind of helped mm-hmm. you learn to kind of slow down and, and understand the different things that are going, you know, like instead of rushing into whatever you're doing. Well, it forces you to slow down. Mm-hmm. It obviously keeps you off of your devices, right? Mm-hmm. Keeps you off your social media sure. and your internet and everything with that. And just close your eyes and focus on whatever you want to focus on. I, gosh, what app is that that I use? It, my mind is blank on it. Where is my... Hmm. Is it Headspace? Is it no, Calm? No, you know, let me, you know, uh, uh, Insight Timer. Oh, Have you ever that's used actually Insight? a good one. Yeah, you know, I found it because I was trying all different kinds, right? And actually mm-hmm. I tried Headspace and what's, there's another, is it Calm, I think? Mm-hmm. Tried both of those in I couldn't handle the people's voices on it. That's what I always hear. You know? Because it's one voice on the yeah, whole app. And that's what they, they don't give you a selection. And yeah. then I found out about Insight Timer. And I found out it's free. Mm-hmm. And there's all these selections of people's voices. And mm-hmm. you can do guided or music or, you know, not music. 
and it's been great. And yeah. so I have my little bookmarks and it keeps track of how many hours I've done it. Nice. And, and I downloaded uh, Calm because I thought the icon was so nice and soothing to look at that I wanted it on my desk, on my like phone <laughs> thing, but I never actually used it. It's just yeah. there. I Do you still apps. subscribe to it? I don't know. I, mean, I should check. I just remember really, really loving yeah. having it on my screen. Yeah. I, that that's guy, super I, weird. I'm pretty, sure visual. I'm pretty sure it's Headspace, but I don't know how anybody handles that guy's voice. <laughs> you know, and I, and then they do a podcast and I cannot, he, I just mm-hmm. like, oh, this guy needs to quit talking. This guy <laughs> the needs, sad thing is we've actually had this conversation a lot. Yeah. About just, the Headspace guy. Specifically well, about I, the Headspace Have I talked so to Oh man, you really don't like the Headspace guy's voice. It well, is so funny. It's just hard to understand. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 yeah. I think he's, he's, I think he's Irish. Yeah. I don't do well with accents. Yeah. I just nothing against no. It's nothing against people. See, with I love any anyone with an accent. I'll listen to you more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, it, does, it just depends on how much you want to translate. Because sometimes you have to translate like the different uh, sounds into how you know into mm-hmm. like your version of the sound. So, <laughs> so tell <laughs> tell us about this meditation mastery that you do. Yeah. Like, so, um, I have been practicing meditation for almost a decade now, teaching for the last four years. And, uh, I, you know, got to a point where I have so many people, I'm not teaching my, my weekly Wednesday night anymore. And I have so many people who follow me on Instagram and I'm like, Hey, welcome to my page. Why'd you follow me? Oh, I want to get into meditation. And I have all these guided meditations on my website that you can download. But the thing with guided meditations is that they're a crutch that they're so supportive to help you get into it. And then you always reach for that to support you. And I have a background in Tibetan Buddhist meditation. That's my whole training. And it's all about observing the nature of your mind and learning to be quiet with yourself and learning to be with yourself through the meditation and not have someone else's voice involved. So I kept thinking like, all these people who follow me and all I'm giving them is these guided meditations I've got to create something for them where they can actually cultivate a practice that works for them. And the way that I teach, you know, just kind of following the Tibetan tradition is this idea that everyone kind of has what works best for them. Maybe you like to listen to singing bowls and that's your meditation. Maybe you like to gaze at a candle flame and that's your meditation. Maybe you really like to move and that works better for you. And so I wanted to create a six week course where I can show you all of the different techniques and modalities that I picked up along the way. And I kind of start them from like our very beginner shamatha, kind of what we teach our beginners at the temple, and then all the way up to kind of the more heady quantum healing, like getting into the Akash, you know, the, the, the more in-depth stuff. And so one day I actually just like, it all came to me and I like wrote it all down and I just got on my Instagram and I was like, I'm launching a live course in five days. Like who wants to join? And 21 people signed up. And okay, I was like, in five days, yeah. you're like, I'm going to do this in five days. I was feeling days. really crazy that day. Good I don't know why. You. Yeah, I was just like, it's one of those things where you're like, I just want to get this out there. And I could sit and record it quietly on my own, but there's something about showing up for a class to teach every week and and teaching from that and feeling their energy and listening to their questions and seeing their little chats in the Zoom call. And I didn't want to spend like a month trying to fill the course. I just wanted to, to do it and have the content. So I did that. I started it. 
did the six weeks and it ended and then everyone sent me their testimonials and how much they loved it. And then I could launch this like evergreen meditation course that's on my website forever. And anyone can hop on there and buy it and go through it at their own pace and go back to it and return to the ones that they really liked. And if you're having a bad day, my hope is that you can you can turn it on and like be with me and and I give you a little journaling prompt at the beginning and then I teach you three separate modalities. And in my tradition, we start off our beginners just three to five minutes. And so you get a little taste. We call it like a little glimpse. And so you get these three tastes And then at the end, you reflect again in your journal about what you liked, what what didn't work for you, how you want to bring this into your daily practice. And then by the end of it, you've got like this whole toolbox of how to cultivate and foster your own unique meditation practice. So that sounds so cool. Very cool. So you think you think like the guided ones are kind of a crutch for people? You don't think they're a good place to like as a beginner? Oh, I think they're great for beginners. Yeah. I think that if you want to like advance and go deeper at some point, like for me, if I'm having a day where I just I cannot focus, I'm frustrated, I'm all up in my head. And I know I need to meditate. But I know that if I sit for 10 minutes, I'm going to be going crazy in my mind. That's when I'll I like headspace. That's when I'll... (laughs) No, that's fair. That's fair. I like his voice. That's when I'll turn on a guided meditation or even one of my own. And I tell my students, create one for yourself. Like have your own voice guide you. Just use like your voice memos on your phone. Is that ever weird? I think I'm used to it. Okay. I I think that'd be great. Yeah. It's kind of cool, I think. Because it's like you guiding yourself in your own head. That would be so... You'd have to like start trusting yourself. That was my first thought. Like I don't know if I trust my voice enough to guide myself uh, through meditation. But don't you listen to your voice all day anyway? <laughs> yeah, but it's, I don't know. I just, it's the it's same a, voice, right? It's, it's, um, I feel like you have a relationship with the person when you're using guided meditation mm-hmm. for me specifically. Mm-hmm. Huh. And so it's like, I would, I would be kind of trying to pull my own energy from it and yeah. I, I would feel like a weird cycle to me. It would distract you maybe. It would yeah. distract me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. So f- I give out, I give a ton of my guided meditations away for free. It's one of those things like I want everyone to have them. People enjoy my voice. I've been told it's very calming and that means so much to me. You've got a great that, voice. Great yeah, voice. you do. Thank you. It means a lot to me that someone can listen to my guided meditations and start to feel calmer. And so I want to give that to you. Like I have an anxiety liberation one that's super popular to use, like when you're actively feeling anxious. And then at some point you want to kind of fly away from the nest and observe the nature of your own mind just in silence with yourself and and see what happens then so that you can go deeper and have have deeper experiences and that's really what this course is for when you're ready to kind of get away from the guided meditations and and create a practice of your own that you, feels good do you ever make it down what is it the two zen uh, meditation uh, this zen center i haven't been there you ever go down there cuz mm-hmm. do you know Brad Wheeler by chance he does, uh, he's on like 90, I'm, the KUAA Yeah, radio. like Bad Brad Wheeler. Bad, I know well, yeah, Bad, Bad Brad Wheeler. He's always that. trying to get me to go down there and meditate with yeah. him. But it's it's like at like seven o'clock, you know, so it's that early oh, morning. Oh, it's thing. at seven a.m. Yeah, and uh, lately I've been wanting to do it, but uh, you know, with with work and everything, it's been kind of a little difficult. But I was just curious if you've ever made it down there. 
Yeah, I'm actually a Tibetan Buddhist practitioner. Okay. So I am a member of the um, Ergen Semten Ling that's in downtown Salt Lake City. So Tibetans are a little bit different than Zen practitioners. Okay, so well, so tell us about this center. I, I didn't know anything about this yeah, place. Yeah, um, I recently joined the board, so I do feel a responsibility yeah. to plug the place. Sure. Unfortunately, we've been closed and we open like once a month, we'll open to have a puja with just our members. Um, but that place is really what changed my mind, changed my life, not my mind, um, and my mind, actually. State of mind, right? Actually, Which it changed, changed it, your life. Really, it in, in my story that I share, like, walking into that place, it used to be on 3rd West in this really old ward house. Okay. Um, you walk in, and you're just, like, suddenly in the Himalayas. It's incredible. The new location, we're um, over in West Valley on that way, way more north of here. And it's a little bit different. Um, but that's where I really, really found my, my peace and my mental health. And that's where I started healing. And a lot of people know him as Lama Jerry. I refer to him as uh, Lama Tupton Rinpoche. That's his official name. And he is everything to me. Everything I've ever learned in my life is because of him. And that's where I started learning to meditate, studying the Dharma, studying Buddhism, practicing. Um, I My love of my life, uh, my partner, I met her there, actually. And so we practiced there together. And um, I became a full-fledged robe-wearing member of the Buddhist temple. We've been to Nepal together a few times to sit with our, our teachers that are there. It's just the most special place ever, and our doors have been closed. And so now that they've, I know that they're being a little sneaky about inviting me to join the board because I'm very present in the community and yeah. I know how to get people together. And I think that right now, people are going to get people like my business blew up because people want to heal, they want to yeah. meditate, they want to learn yoga. They're getting more curious about Buddhism. We're begging for help. Exactly. Life is just not going the way that humans are supposed to go. <laughs> yeah. It's too much. They're not going as planned and people need refuge. And that place was my refuge when my world was falling apart. And so my big mission now is getting the doors open, welcoming in beginners, creating safe spaces for all kinds of people, especially queer people. That's a huge part of my mission. And hopefully starting to hold my Wednesday night meditations there again and inviting people in to learn about compassion practice and to learn to perform a puja and to yeah. just learn about the Dharma and maybe find the healing and the peace that I experienced. Okay, so, question. Oh, I'm so sorry, but you, you you struck a chord with me. Yeah. Do you have any, or have you ever thought about putting together any kind of like even club or guided meditation for kind of like queer youth someone, in the area? Someone actually asked me, uh, like maybe- Sorry, a, I'm like- Yeah, this- I this, might need a minute. This means something yeah. to you. I can feel that. Yeah. Someone actually messaged me the other day asking if I had anything like that. And I, I was like, I've never- I've never thought of that. And I think that. What would you do different though? I guess I don't understand. What I guess. Yeah. I'm curious what you would want from it. <laughs> yeah. What, why know. wouldn't they just use a, a regular meditation? Sorry. Um, well, no, I mean, almost one, maybe not a guided meditation, but almost even a class, a like an online group, mm -hmm. an online, maybe even a yoga class mm -hmm. or something to help with kids in their like around, you know, even 10 to 12 mm -hmm. and different age groups that are, mm -hmm. are, are struggling mm -hmm. in this area. Yeah. It would be cool for them to be able to kind of have a safe space like mm -hmm. that. Exactly. And that's, 
that's kind of something that I'm hoping to have at the temple because it growing up in a religious place, I was actually raised very Catholic in this town. Um, Oh, ouch. Sorry. Yeah, it was weird. (laughs) Um, but being at the Buddhist temple, I was, I was a closeted mess when I walked into that place. I was, I was not even willing to look at that part of myself. And that's why I was so unhappy and so unwell and being in that place not that anyone ever looked at me and said, hey, Jane, it's fine to be gay with us. Just like the energy of unconditional love that this place emanates and the diversity of people who were there and walking in and just feeling like that's your family. It was at that place when I was able to actually say, oh, Jane, you've been really you've been deep in the closet and you need to get honest about who you are. And if I, if I had never walked into that place. I don't know if I would have ever found that. It's not even about strength. It's more about the security within myself, feeling safe enough. And uh, so that's been something that I really want. I, I did this whole project on my senior thesis at the U when I came back here on homeless LGBT youth in Utah because kids are kicked out of, not just kicked out, but running away from their homes at crazy, crazy rates. And, and a majority of them are queer because they don't feel safe and they feel afraid. And most of them would rather live on the streets than in their own homes. And so that always just struck so deeply for me that that's one of the things that I'm really wanting to bring into this space is, you know, how can I create a space for queer people to just be together and just be seen and just be comfortable and be who you are and not have to act like you're something else and relate to one another. I know that we're a very queer city, but I don't feel that when I walk around. I don't have a ton of gay friends. When I do get really into the queer community, I don't actually feel very safe because not not a lot of us have healed in the way that I have. We still have a lot of emotional polarization exactly. from, from, yeah, all of the social experiences that everybody's mm-hmm. been through. Exactly. In this area. There's so much healing that needs to be done in my community. And I feel like I'm just, I'm like just getting started, you know? Yeah. I know. I feel like you are too. So, <laughs> you've inspired me. So Aww. what's the difference between the meditation styles? And you were, you were saying how, when I mentioned that to Zen and you're like, The Tibetan Mm. one is a different type of meditation, I guess. I would say our traditions are really different. So when you walk into a Zen place, it's like very neat and tidy and probably like black and white and beige. Sure. And and they're probably facing the wall and they're very quiet. When you walk into a Tibetan Buddhist place, it's like so colorful, like maybe too much. There's statues everywhere and gold everywhere and like all of these little relics everywhere. And sure. it's it, we t- we spend like a half an hour just setting up the place for puja and we're all laughing and cracking jokes and we're playing drums and we're ringing bells and we're chanting and we're, we're very expressive. So it's like Buddhism for ENFPs. <laughs> I don't know if you what know is, that. What is yes. pu- puja? Puja. Puja. Puja is a devotional practice. Okay. Okay. So that's what we do every Sunday. And it used to be open to the public so that people could come and watch us, which is really fun. So I'm hitting my, jump, my drum and chanting prayers. And my girlfriend is like 
bringing around the incense and the offerings and giving offerings to the Buddha. Like, I don't even know what she's doing over there, to be honest. (laughs) She's doing her whole thing. And, you know, our Rinpoche's are guiding us through the prayers and through the practices. And it's just a really, it's a really energetic, exciting experience. I think Zen Buddhism is amazing as well, but just the the whole ethos is so different. So different. It's Mm -hmm. almost like you guys celebrate different types of energy. Yeah, exactly. That's, That's really cool. And they're rooted in cultures, you know, so Tibetan Buddhism came out of the Bon tradition of Tibet and Zen Buddhism came out of the Shinto tradition of Japan. And so it really is just huge cultural differences. But that's what I love about Buddhism is that it assimilates to the culture in which it's landing. So I'm a Western Buddhist. I have my hair still. I have a partner. And our our Buddhism has kind of assimilated to our culture. You know, we we have a lot of English translations to the texts, even though we, we chant in Tibetan because we're doing our best to honor where it came from. That's so cool. I'll have to try that both of them. Fascinating. I but know. your location is not open yet, right? Not right now. Not right. Do, you but know when, will, do you know when it will, will be open? I will make it open. We, we have a meeting this Sunday and I will be bringing down the hammer. Because I'd like to come <laughs> check it out. I mean, would you yeah. please let me know? Oh, Absolutely. Um, uh, and you, cause you do meditation sessions there too, I guess as well. Yeah. Is that what? Yeah. So one of the llamas used to teach Saturday morning meditations and like all of my classes are totally modeled okay. after he teaches. And that's, that's something that I think we need. We also on Sunday mornings, we would do like a beginner compassion practice, which is incredible. It was always open to the public and that's a beautiful place to come and heal your heart, work on your forgiveness, send prayers to other people who need it. And it's like all of these things we offered the community aren't there anymore. And we really need to open up to serving the community again. So. And, you, and you don't need to be a religious person, right? To come. No, Cause I was going to say that, that's, that's been always my hand. Cause I'm not a religious person. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. and, you know, I, in, in today's world, I, I, I think guess, it's a little you know, scary I consider to try myself to... an agnostic. And so mm-hmm. I, I don't know if there would be a conflict there, you know, no, I, I didn't know. All. Because they don't, they don't, well, we don't need to get yeah. into that on the podcast. Well, I guess, it, but. it can be challenging today's world to want to dive in and understand religions Yeah, because you, you know, you don't know, you know, where your, your thoughts are going to end. And you know what I mean? Like well, it's, most we're, we're religions, most religions have all these rules that you got to do to mm-hmm. like be, be saved. Yeah. Right. You mm-hmm. know, it's just, yeah. like, like how far down the rabbit hole do you have to go? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can you still be yourself? You yeah. can know. And that's, I, I feel like I get to be myself. We do not proselytize. We don't, we don't try to get you to join our team because it's such a huge, like I am responsible for carrying on these traditions that came out of Tibet that's now, you know, a totally fallen country. So to me, it's a huge responsibility. I don't want just some guy off the street to come in and like take on that responsibility. Sure. But if some guy on the street wants to come in and just enjoy the energy that we're creating and just feel a part of it, I love that. Yeah. That's, That's awesome. awesome. I'll have to come check it out. Come check it out. Yeah. Yeah. I should get one of the llamas to come in and be on your show. No, I would. Oh my gosh, I, that'd I, be so cool. I would yeah. love that. We've had, yeah. we've had, uh, we had a, remember Rodrigo? He came yes, on the podcast. He was, really he, was a, he was a Zen Buddhist monk. Mm. He came on. Cool. So it'd be fun to get somebody from, from your side. Yeah. 
on the show. Tell, tell us about your podcast. Let's talk about your podcast <laughs> so we can get some, some yes. of our listeners to come and check it out. You've yes. been doing it for a minute, right? What's... I, it, I, I'm a baby podcast. You're a baby podcast. I think the episode I have coming out on Sunday is number 16. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are at like what? 520. <laughs> this, this will probably be about five. I, I think, uh, five, yeah, about 520. Yeah. So I think this will be a, probably about 521. Congratulations. If I, if I, yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. It's, Thanks. It's crazy. It's, been a uh I feel like we we're still beginners is nine, that weird nine years in the you know nine years in the making yeah <laughs> oh wow yeah that's you know and I think that there's so many podcasts out there yeah just like there's so many yoga teachers out there and there's so many meditation courses out there and I try so hard to not let this idea that there's an oversaturation of anything stop me from sharing what's important because we're also super overpopulated. So there's millions and millions <laughs> of people who might want to listen. So, you know, I felt like there was a gap in the industry for someone who is very spiritual like me, who has these contemplations and has this Buddhist background and is a yoga teacher. And then who is also a queer woman who grew up in a pretty oppressive society. And I wasn't finding anything that was kind of helping me bring that intersection together. And I kind of have coined this term that I know is I'm not the first one to come up with it, but it's queer spirituality. And it's this idea that people who are in the, the queer spiritual world, we're all on a quest for more freedom. And that really is, you know, the thing that I'm just trying to like, when people ask, oh, you can be a girl or a boy, or you can be LGBTQIA plus, plus, plus. And I say, we're just trying to be free. Yeah. Like we're just trying to have it's more like quit freedom. Quit putting yourself in more buckets yeah. and just be yourself. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, one day we're going to be a Q. And then after that, we're not going to be anything because we're going to stop identifying with all these things. And we're all just going to be free. And to me, spirituality, you know, I, I do some one-on-one -on -one mentorships with young women. I'm not teaching them Buddhism and I'm not teaching them yoga. I'm teaching them to walk on the spiritual path and find freedom in their own way. And a lot of times they are queer and they need help finding freedom there also. And so I decided to start this podcast as I wanted it to be something that felt really warm and comforting and meditative. And like, you know, it comes out on Sundays. You can go on a walk and you can listen to it and you can just feel validated and like you're not alone and maybe learn something that inspires you, that makes you feel some connection. And I, it, it was stewing in my mind pretty much all of the pandemic and I kept on trying to figure out like, what's it going to be called? I need a really good name. I need, I kept on putting all these things in front of me from starting it. And I have a really good friend who has a very successful podcast. She lives in California and I just called her one day and I was like, I just need to do it. Yeah. I just need to do it. Like, just tell me how you do it. And I'm just going to start. And, and, and like, I'm telling you on Sunday, I'm going to sit down and I'm just going to, I'm going to plug my mic in and I'm just going to see what comes out. Yeah. That's what and you got to do. You need to join the Utah podcast. I don't know why I can't remember the name. Utah podcast coalition. Utah women. We have the Utah women's oh. podcast Ooh. group. No, it's exclusive. Excuse me. It's, it's actually a group on group me. We're cool. only on group me and, okay. and, and they do meetups and they're amazing women and you would oh, love them. So I'm going to get you anyway, continue. You, well, you also need to en the enjoy the Utah or join the Utah podcast coalition. We yes, meet on that the, too. That's for everybody. We meet the third Thursday Ooh, of every month. Okay. And actually spoke at the last, uh, 
last month. So oh, yeah, they have missed cool me meetings. talking, but we yeah. So oh my gosh. we have a lot of fun at those. Thank you guys. But yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, talk I'm, about you. I was I'm yeah. just teasing. I feel you. like I'm being welcomed into all these clubs. Yeah, right now. yeah. Well, yeah. I just love it because there's so many people who would love to support you. So oh, I'd love to you know wow. yeah. love to connect you. That's so amazing. So yeah, the show. I just I just you know I just started. And I think on my first show, I ranted about like the Dalai Lama and Tibetan Buddhism and how it got here and why, why in the world I'm this like white girl who dresses like a monk every Sunday. And, uh, and it just picked up, you know, and I just kept making episodes and then I started inviting friends on to kind of talk about things. And the last show that I made was like super edgy for me. I called it sex is healing. And I talked about how sex is a healing practice and as a as a gay woman i sometimes feel like we're not supposed to talk about like pleasure and all of these things and and i'm noticing that this podcast is actually becoming an avenue for me to kind of push past my comfort zone and bring light to the topics that especially here in salt lake city we might be too shy to talk about and what's the name of the podcast it's called Lioness. They spell that. Is it? It's L-Y-O-N. not just okay. So L Y is yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. My last name Lioness. L Y O N E S S. And that's the thing is that I'm like, I literally was waiting for a better name to come to me. <laughs> My parents are very proud of the name, so they're like, keep it. They're like, we did great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bye, honey. Yeah, I'm like, please don't listen to the last show that I made because I talk about dildos and it'll be really weird. You're like, just 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 skip don't that listen one. to the last one or the next one or just don't listen to it at all. Actually, <laughs> um, that's a good family rule sometimes. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I have a rule that I always tell my students is there's two things you never have to talk to your parents about, and that's your spirituality and your sexuality. It doesn't mean you're lying to them. It just means that there's a few things you can keep to yourself yeah. until well, yeah. you're really ready to share. It that. means who cares mm-hmm. is like you're you and your family should love you because you're you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you don't have to like explain yourself to them yeah. or get validation from them. Exactly. Yeah. I have I'm a very opinionated person on this. So. <laughs> Tell us about these, because I, I there was one thing on your website I had zero clue what it was. The Akashic recordings mm. readings, or how do you, how do you pronounce that? It, we should I, just I, try to read the website, both of us. It would be I, hilarious. And unfortunately, I can't get to it. I'm on an iPad. I don't know how to get to the website Ak- on here because I don't know how to say it I'm either. Like trying to these swallow my words. Word. That was yeah. hilarious. So they're Akashic. called Akashic records readings. I was so close. What is? It? I've never even seen that word put together. Yeah. So that was something really fun I did during the pandemic. So the Akashic records are a library of your soul's past, present, and future lifetimes. And so we can hear about them in different traditions, like when the Rishis came up with Ayurveda, they downloaded it from the Akashic Records. When the Buddha found enlightenment, he downloaded Buddhism and all of its dharma from the Akashic Records. And it's just, it's just this idea that in the ether around us, in this space here, there's information that we can tap into. And so if Chrissy, you gave me permission to open your soul's records, I would go into a meditative state. I would open the records and I would be shown information about your past, present and future lifetimes. And for me, it's pretty much like diving into a giant ocean and just swimming. And so it sounds like, yeah, like if we didn't have an intention and we just opened, it would be wild. Like information overload. Yeah. We would just be rolling around in all kinds of places. So before we go in, you could say like, 
I really want help on, you know, where this podcast is going to go or I, I need guidance on this relationship I have with my mother or I keep having this dream and I don't really know what it means. You can have people come to me for business strategy, for healing, for like it's you can do you can come to me for anything. And I open up your soul's records and I just start channeling. And when I first started doing it, the reason I got into it is that when the pandemic started and I no longer had a job and I was like, I have to help people. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I connected with this woman online who she wrote a book called The Empath Experience and I just followed her and I thought she was so incredible. And I reached out to her to see if I could just go into like a mentorship container with her. And she said, the first thing I do is give you an Akashic Records reading. And I was like, what in the world is that? And I got into it and we did our reading and she was pulling things out of my ancestry that I had only recently learned about. And I was amazed at the information that was influencing me today. I went into the reading really wanting to learn more about my family dynamic. And she was pulling things from my ancestry that I hadn't even told anyone about, that my parents, I had done research on my own to learn these things. And I was blown away by just kind of these little nudges and hints and healings that came through it Mm -hmm. to help me feel more aligned. So it really is like if you're talking about like the quantum field, the Akashic field, we're all energetic beings. We can heal our DNA. We can heal our cellular. And that's what I was just thinking about because our cellular like DNA is actually changed from the trauma of our ancestors by the time it gets to Mm -hmm. us. And that's like scientifically backed. Exactly. And that's the crazy thing about like, and I, I feel like I'm still sometimes telling myself like, this is legit because it's so wild to me. And so I, and so in that mentorship, she was like, I'm, I'm doing a training. Do you want to join us? I was like, I have to be there. You're like, uh, it was one of those things. Yeah. I was duh. like, absolutely. I have absolutely nothing better to do. We're in quarantine and I'm losing my mind. And you're telling me I can go play in these other dimensions just from my home. So That's I like did, way better than cable. Oh, it's incredible. So yeah, I did the training. I met some of the most incredible women ever that are some of my closest friends now, healers. They've seen my records. I've seen their records. We do all this work together. And I started giving readings. And the day that I posted, like I was so nervous and I just said, I'm just going to give them for $33. I'm going to post it. And in seven days, I had 20 signups and I was overwhelmed. Like my schedule was packed and I was like, oh, I can't give this many readings. And I had to like take my link down and I started doing it. And and it's crazy because I doubted myself, even though, right, we can be certified. It doesn't really mean anything. And I would open the records and I would just tell them what I was seeing and I would open my eyes and they would be bawling and they'd be like, you are describing my entire life right now. How do you know all of this? And it's really not a psychic thing where I'm here to prove that I know anything. Like, I don't want to, like, show you that I know anything. I just want to help you heal. So if I can see that, like, this thing in your lineage is really, really influencing you, or I can feel that, like, there's an energy in your living room that's, like, keeping you from sleeping. There's something there. And they can start noticing and putting these things together. And it's just incredible work. So I've been doing that for about a year and a half now, um, just giving readings to whoever needs one. Does that ever feel overwhelming or 
Because like, it seems like you would deal with a lot of emotion mm-hmm. when you're trying to Oof. help people gu- like guide them through that. And mm-hmm. if you point something out that maybe they kind of were trying to ignore, mm-hmm. or I mean, you know, do how do you kind of oh, deal with that on, on your side? Yeah. Like when you go, when you stop talking at the end of the night and you're relaxing, mm-hmm. how do you kind of like cleanse yourself of all of mm-hmm. that yeah. that you've had to help people with? Well, there's one thing about the Akashic Records that um, they will not bring up anything. They, meaning like the lords of your records, your guides, they will not tell you anything that you're not ready to hear. So even if we're in there and I'm like, ooh, this is really intense what I'm seeing. Like I have seen some scary stuff in the records and and sometimes I want to shy away. I'm like shying away from the mic. <laughs> I, I want to shy away from telling them what I'm seeing. And I have to trust that it's coming through for a reason and that they're ready to receive it. And honestly, I just have a ritual. If I've given, I don't give more than three readings in a day or else I'm exhausted. I take a salt bath. I let it all go. I clear it all out. Once the records are closed, I just, I come back and I'm good and I'm there. And I think the hardest part, um, my girlfriend, she's obviously very spiritual, just like me. She's in training to become a firefighter right now. And she's, I've been giving her readings like weekly. And that's actually the hardest thing because I'm seeing what her, like even talking about it, it overwhelms me. I'm seeing what her future is going to look like as a firefighter. And it's so terrifying because I'm her partner. And yeah. I'm, I'm and you're already worried. There. Like yeah. it's already dangerous, even if you don't know anything. Exactly. And so it's actually reading. And sometimes I'm like, maybe I shouldn't read for people that are so close to me because I can be so overwhelmed with emotion, but I can be giving a reading to a complete stranger and I can see something that happened to like their great grandpa. And we will both be overwhelmed with the emotion of feeling it so real. And it's my job to like, get a hold of yourself, Jane, like take a deep breath. Don't let the emotions take you and just keep channeling. So I've never really, there's, there's only been a few times when I get out of a reading and I'm like, Oh, that was weird. And then I just, and then I just take a salt bath and and then I'm fine after that. Man, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Right on. We have a, uh, a few Salt Lake city related questions. Beautiful. That we got to ask everybody that comes through here. So, of Great. course, we, we got to ask you. We have family and friends that come visit us from time to time. They fly into Salt Lake. They're here for the weekend. They say, Jane, give us the tour. Give us the Jane tour. Yeah. Where do you take people? To? Oh, my I gosh. Mean, I, you know, and, and when I say the valley, I mean, we can even say Park City or, you mm-hmm. know, what. I mean, you've listened to the podcast. You, yeah. You've heard the question. Yeah. So, the first thing I think of is like, I'll take you on a drive up Little Cottonwood Canyon. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. If especially this time of year. Exactly. Especially this time of year. I mean, if I can get you during wildflower season, oh yeah, I'm going to take you up to Albion Basin to see the wildflowers. I think that is always my, like, do you want to go sit by the creek with me? Like I'll literally just take them to Little Cottonwood Creek Trail and just like, if you're not from here, you're going to be amazed by this space. Yeah. So that's... That's like my number one place. And I know that it's silly, but I think my favorite touristy thing is the temple, it's, the LDS you, you, temple. You got to go check it out. I mean, it's it, it is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Especially when my friends that visit that are maybe a little bit judgy about the, I'm like, don't be judgy about it. Like, this is my home. Like these yeah. people made this city, the beautiful town that it is. And I have complete respect for it. And the, the, again, the flowers, I'm into the flowers, the flowers that are there. I used to live in that area. And if I was having a tough day, I would, 
of all people, I would walk to the temple, sometimes with my girlfriend holding her hand, walking around the grounds because it's so beautiful and it's so peaceful there. Yeah, it, it's beautiful. And no religion I mean, has the, yeah. the, the dibs on ambiance. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, they've got it down. Definitely. It uh, is you got to go check it out. You know, mm-hmm. some of us that live here, we take it for granted, mm-hmm. right? Cause we mm-hmm. just drive by it all the time. What about uh, favorite local eating spots? One or two favorite local oh eating gosh. spots. We go to Trio Cafe okay. pretty much every Sunday after Pooja. Okay. They see us there in our Buddhist clothes. I And it's funny because I've been going, there used to be a location in Cottonwood. Mm-hmm. And I used to live in the Wasatch Front area. And so I've been going there since I was a little kid ordering the exact same rosemary flatbread, like getting my little Izzy soda and ordering the um, the chocolate mousse for dinner. Yeah. Like since I was a kid. And then when I started dating my girlfriend, I took her there and she's obsessed with that place. I'm like, this restaurant's going to be in my life forever. That That's is awesome. so That's cute. That's easily my favorite restaurant in Aww. town. Yeah. Adorable. What would, would you change, what would you change about like the area, the valley, about Salt Lake City, if you could change something? Mm, you know, I love that the, the... The theocratic presence in this town has created such a strong counterculture. Yeah. But as I kind of alluded to before, it feels wounded. The counterculture here feels wounded. And and that's hard for me. Like they need permission to just like let go of their pain. Oh man. And just feel better and love themselves. Yeah. Exactly. Like they're so I think, you know, sometimes I'll meet people and they want me to like talk shit on the church. And I'm like, I'm not here for that. I'm sorry. Like that's I negative energy too, man. Exactly. That's, yeah. And, yeah I know what you and mean. I think that, yeah. yeah, I've never understood that. I've never it's, understood we're all like, it's like, you know, if you left the church, that's fine. But why, why hate on it? Exactly. Like, I don't understand. Ch- and if you were never makes in you it. happy, don't, yeah. don't focus on what doesn't, Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's the hardest thing for me. And, um, sometimes the spiritual community here you can feel that energy of like, we're super spiritual. We're not religious. And I'm in this really funny place where I consider myself to be extremely religious. My girlfriend will say that she's not religious at all, which is hilarious because we do the exact same thing. And I think people get really triggered by the word religious. So she won't identify that way because she doesn't want to be judged that way. And it's like, like I, it boils down to interpretation. It's all this interpretation. Like I'll say, I go to the Buddhist temple every Sunday and people will say, wow, that's really cool. And I say, what if I told you I went to the LDS temple every Sunday? You wouldn't think that's cool. Why is it, why is it different to you? You know, why is what I do cool, mm-hmm. but what they do isn't cool. And I just feel that woundedness in this city that it sometimes brings me down. And sometimes I'm like, I want to get out of here. Yeah. And then I'm like. You're going to find people who are wounded everywhere. Yeah. I think that's the biggest problem is you always feel like you can, like you can run away from it and then, you know. And then you go, like in college, I would tell people like, I had people be so mean to me. Like, oh, you're from Salt Lake City? That place sucks. And I'm like. Well, have you experienced okay. it? Have you, have you ever been there? Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Did we offend you? Like, keep telling people that. Because I don't want anyone coming there. And now people are coming here like crazy. Yeah. You know, I'm like, they oh, we're going to go. They started listening to this podcast. <laughs> <just a problem. laughs> 
They listen to a couple episodes. Well, I've, you know, I've had people that they've, they, I've had people email me and they say, I chose to move to Salt Lake because of this podcast. They, they're like up for a job transfer or something no like way. that. And then they find this podcast and then they're like, I listen to a dozen episodes. I feel connected with people in the wow. city. What if someone did and move so, here because they listened to the podcast and then they just got really mad and like showed up on our doorstep and they're like, I thought this was going to be a lot better than it is. False advertising. That episode with Tom was garbage. That, that was would, fake. Please don't do that. That would be hilarious, but nobody do it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Got over Chrissy over here laughing. I'm sorry. I, I laughed and now I'm coughing. Jesus. Before before we wrap this episode yeah. up, was there anything you, that we didn't talk about that we were you were hoping we would talk about? Um, you know, I know we just kind of skimmed the surface. It's hard to get everything. Oh my gosh. Um, I, I really feel like you, you know, we, we talked about a lot, your podcast, your you're the Buddhist. I mean, I didn't even have any idea about all that Buddhist stuff you were doing. Yeah. And that's awesome. I, and I think we only touched on yeah. a small part of what you do. I think we got it. It looks all, like it. Did I think we get a lot of, I, I think, think you got a pretty good. Yeah, I think we got amount, I, I think you know? I'm just overwhelmed because you do a lot of stuff. What's your I do a lot of stuff. Well, let's the website so people can just kind of go yeah. and peruse it on their own. I mean, yeah. you got testimonials there, you got all the links I've there, got you got there. you got some the meditation. I know there's one yeah. on the front page there I need to check yeah. out. You can download my free guide to meditations, you can buy meditation mastery. You can join my Sunrise Virtual Yoga Studio all through my website, janelion.me. I also offer one-on-one -on -one mentoring for young women. That's probably my favorite thing about what I do. Um, and Oh, you're going to get so popular with some young girls that need some mentoring. I hope so. I, a lot of my clients are like locals and they can come to my house and get Reiki sessions from me and I give them Akashic Records readings. And, you know, I just, when I was... 19 and miserable and just confused and needed support. It was so hard to find anybody supportive or anybody doing what I do. So I just want to be so available for young women who are on this path and just want to heal and want to feel better. And, you know, awesome. That's what I'm here for. So uh, the website again is Jane Lyon, L Y O N dot okay. me. Awesome. And yeah. I'll have that at I am salt lake.com with this episode as well. So if you're driving or something and you can't write that down, just head on over there. Are you you're on social media, right? I think Instagram, yeah. right? That's how we connected. I think. Yeah. yeah. yeah my Instagram is Jane of eight Oh one. Okay. <laughs> it's been that way for like 10 years. Hey, that, that, that works. Wait, so. Jane of eight Oh one. You're Jane of eight Oh my gosh. I love you on Instagram. You okay. Wow. So I follow you on my personal account. That's hilarious. <laughs> I never, I can't believe I didn't. You okay. So what, I am so what embarrassed right now. I, no, I've just seen her. I like, you know how you kind of see the things that Jana one likes and you're like, oh, I really like how that person thinks or like oh, what they put out. We like the same it, stuff. It, yeah. Wait, so, you see what she likes? Well, no. I don't. That's kind of creepy. Well, like All at the right. bottom of a picture, you know. it'll tell you who yeah, else you'll see, liked it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You'll see things that you, like things that you're making me sound yeah. like almost as creepy as I actually am. <laughs> you're like, oh, <laughs> wait. And she's like, oh, don't you live down there? Isn't isn't your she's bedroom like, window the one on the I north side? I've been stalking you this whole time. Let's start <laughs> the interview over because I am more quiet. I've noticed your name on my friends. That you go I to the like grocery things. stores on Mondays, right? How did you know that? <laughs> oh man. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm, I'm big on my Instagram. I'm all about it. Like I'm just, yeah. Oh, Instagram's nice. to me, the safest social media right now. Mm -hmm. Like 
Facebook is toxic oh, as I don't even all go toxicity. Near it. Yeah. And uh, I mean, LinkedIn's all right, I guess, if you want to talk. LinkedIn will do if you need a job. <laughs> if, yeah, if you need business. Yeah, but, definitely not on there. I mean, there. what else is there really to pick from? You know what I, I mean? mean? I guess TikTok, uh, twi- if you're Twitter. like in your early 20s. Yeah. But, yeah you know. I don't know, man. I think TikTok might be taking over soon. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. I don't know. My mean. little sister's like, Jane, if you want your business to expand, you need to get okay, on TikTok. I was your actually going to tell you that halfway through yeah. this, and now I'm going to double down. TikTok's actually pretty cool. I Daughter's on, cool. she, she shows me like we, she shows me a lot on gay, on the gay TikTok, right? Air yeah. quotes, oh, is, you know, lesbian TikTok is my yeah. favorite thing and, in the world. And like, they need you so bad. Like yeah. you have, it's really Aww. your duty is what <laughs> I appreciate no pressure, that. No pressure though. I actually recently, I recently allowed myself to get the app because I was worried it was going to just be another drug I pick up. Yeah. And Which I've noticed be. that. A few minutes on TikTok, I'm kind of laughing. I've learned something. I'm inspired to cook this new dinner recipe. And the little like gay corner of TikTok is so funny. And finally, my girlfriend got into it. And I'm like, babe, we're going to become a lesbian TikTok couple. You get to be. <laughs> like, oh are you ready gosh. for this? Okay, are you ready? <laughs> you have to, because then me and my daughter can follow you and we can we can talk. Oh, oh, oh please, please. Yeah. OK. I just, OK. And I really I used to think TikTok was so stupid, but I really do think that that's why oh, it's so popular. I have been really coming it's, around. It's been sorry, pointing at you very aggressively there. <laughs> um, no. Yeah. It's it's been a really positive thing. I've seen it. I in find a lot it of to kids. be so positive and just like funny, like if I'm scrolling through Instagram, I don't really feel much. And then I notice if I'm scrolling through TikTok, I'm like laughing so hard. And I'm like, you got to look at this. It's so cool. Yeah. And it's just a different vibe. It makes you socialize more mm-hmm. than judge, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. But anyway, another side Glad rant. we brought up TikTok. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Ask, <laughs> so great. Ask your final, final qu- question. Yeah, Thank final. you so much for joining us. I have one last question yeah. for you. Um, if you can leave our listeners with a piece of life advice or a motto that you live by, what would you tell them? It's interesting. The first thing that comes to mind, I'll make it a sentence. You always have a choice. Everything that you do, you always have a choice. And you can always choose to be more kind, more compassionate, and more loving towards yourself and towards others. Every single day, just wake up and ask yourself, how can I be more kind today? What can I do to be more compassionate today? What can I do to help others more today? And we want to build on that every day and get more and more kind and more loving. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the podcast. Again, our website, IamSaltLake.com. This is where you can go and listen to the entire back catalog of uh, episodes. All 500 plus episodes are right there on the website. Go check them out. Make sure you're subscribed in whatever podcast app you're using these days. Uh, so whenever a new episode of the podcast gets released, it gets right sent to your uh, smartphone. And that's going to do it, like I said, for this episode. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss a single episode. And like I mentioned at the very beginning of this episode, if you would like a free market analysis and find out the value of your home is currently here in the area, in the Salt Lake City area, get in touch with me, 801-244-2908, and I'd love to help you out with that. And until next week, you guys have a great week. Get out and enjoy the city. Support local. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast.